passages eleven through fifteen of reflections on the formation and distribution of wealth by anne robert jacques turgot translated by nicholas de condorcet this librivox recording is in the public domain eleven the proprietors begin to be able to ease themselves of the labor of cultivation by the help of hired cultivators meantime since the earth produces to the proprietor who cultivates it not a subsistence only not only wherewith to procure himself by way of exchange what he otherwise wants but also a considerable superfluity he is enabled with this superfluity to pay other men to cultivate his land for among those who live by wages as many are content to labor in this employment as in any other the proprietor therefore might then be eased of the labor of culture and he soon was so twelve inequality in the division of property causes which render that inevitable the original proprietors would as i have already mentioned occupy as much land as their strength would permit them with their families to cultivate a man of greater strength more laborious more attentive about the future would occupy more than a man of a contrary character he whose family is the most numerous having greater wants and more hands extends his possessions further this is a first cause of inequality every piece of ground is not equally fertile two men with the same extent of land may reap a very different harvest this is a second source of inequality property in descending from fathers to their children divides into greater or less portions according as the descendants are more or less numerous and as one generation succeeds another sometimes the inheritances again subdivide and sometimes reunite again by the extinction of some of the branches this is a third source of inequality the difference of knowledge of activity and above all the economy of some contrasted with the indolence inaction and dissipation of others is a fourth principle of inequality and the most powerful of all the negligent and inattentive proprietor who cultivates badly who in a fruitful year consumes in frivolous things the whole of his superfluity finds himself reduced on the least accident to request assistance from his more provident neighbor and to live by borrowing if by any new accident or by a continuation of his negligence he finds himself not in a condition to repay he is obliged to have recourse to new loans and at last has no other resource but to abandon a part or even the whole of his property to his creditor who receives it as an equivalent or to assign it to another in exchange for other valuables with which he discharges his obligation to his creditor thirteen consequences of this inequality the cultivator distinguished from the proprietor thus is the property in the soil made subject to purchase and sale the portion of the dissipating or unfortunate increases the share of the more happy or industrious proprietor and in this infinite variety of possessions it is not possible but a great number of proprietors must possess more than they can cultivate besides it is very natural for a rich man to wish for a tranquil enjoyment of his property and instead of employing his whole time in toilsome labor he rather prefers giving a part of his superfluity 
to people to work for him. 14. Division of the produce between the cultivator and the proprietor. Net produce or revenue. By this new arrangement, the produce of the land divides into two parts. The one comprehends the subsistence and the profits of the husbandman, which are the rewards of his labor, and the conditions on which he agrees to cultivate the field of the proprietor. The other which remains is that independent and disposable part, which the earth produces as a free gift to the proprietor over and above what he has dispersed, and it is out of this share of the proprietors, or what is called the revenue, that he is enabled to live without labor, and which he can carry wherever he will. 15. A new division of society into three classes, cultivators, artificers, and proprietors, or the productive, stipendiary, and disposable classes. We now behold society divided into three branches, the class of husbandmen, whom we may denominate cultivators, the class of artificers, and others who work for hire upon the productions of the earth, and the class of proprietors, the only one which, not being confined by a want of support to a particular species of labor, may be employed in the general service of society, as for war and the administration of justice, either by a personal service, or by the payment of a part of their revenue, with which the state may hire others to fill these employments. The appellation which suits the best with this division, for this reason, is that of the disposable class. End of passages 11 through 15